This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. But I was about to say another episode. But this is not just another episode of 100 Words or Less. This is our best of 2017 show. And for those of you that just dive into this one, thanks. Thanks for coming. Maybe you should check out some of the other shows that uh, that I put up, you know, some 50-odd weeks of the year. And if not, that's fine. You can just dive into this and enjoy. But basically what we do on this show is special. And I have my good friends Joey Cahill of 613 on Records and Jeremy Bolm of Touche Amore. And we, uh, we go through our top 10 records of the year. And it's always really fun because we've been doing this as friends for, gosh, forever. We're actually trying to put together a uh, reflective list where we dive back into some of our, our old lists and uh, you know either agree with them still or make fun of them because they're so uh, of the moment. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyways, that's what we do. And I'm, I'm very excited about this episode. So um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, shout out to those of you who um, I met up in Canada this past week playing some shows up there and it was awesome because many of these people who I had met uh, weren't familiar with my band at all and it's awesome that they would actually take the extra step go to the show support this and be like hey your band's pretty good I was like wow thank you like <laughs> you just came because you like this podcast so that's a uh, that's really really humbling and I appreciate that I also will be dropping a Bonus episode here in about two weeks, I want to say, basically right around the holidays, um, in which uh, it's, it's van talk. Let me put it that way. It's uh, where I recorded some, uh, you know, insightful conversations that uh, had in the road with my uh, fellow bandmates in Taken, and it was uh, it was really fun. And so that'll happen in a couple weeks. And uh, yeah, I don't want to talk too much here, okay? Because this uh, these episodes are always really really long, and so I hope you enjoy them. And well, them, like there's multiple. I hope you enjoy it. Is that better? Okay, that's more specific. So, And uh, I'll take the opportunity here to, to thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this show. It, uh, it gives me life. It gives me a lot of reasons to speak to people who I respect their art. And I'm so glad that many of you find value out of this as well. It doesn't matter how many people download this particular show, although it's way more than I originally anticipated. And it's just... Um, yeah, it's just a, a, an amazing outlet, and I, I can't thank you enough for the support. Um, I just wish I could uh, digitally high-five all of you. So that's what I'm going to do, right? Digital high-five, everybody. So yeah, here's the list, and uh, enjoy. Hopefully you find some records that uh, you might have missed, right? Because that's the fun part. So here is our discussion. I'll talk to you after you the end of the episode. Okay? So we're here doing our awesome stuff like we always do. I, well, I, I self-proclaimed awesome stuff, right? I think it's awesome. I think it's uh, – I the, the feedback that I get from people is the fact that they're like, hey, like it, it's really cool to hear – like, you know, there's at least like 30% of the bands that, you know, either myself or you guys mentioned that people don't know who it is people just are like oh great i never heard of this band and it's like that's great even though we may be like oh what do you mean you haven't heard of this band it's like oh yeah there's a lot of people that have, have no idea about the random stuff that we bring up i, I have a feel, feeling that my list will be not yeah that's fair. 
Joey's just going to have Taylor Swift one through ten. No, no. I, I listened to that first song and went, nope. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to start the, uh, I mean, like we always do, start off the conversation where we kind of just like, you know, overall opinions of how music listening or music in general has changed for you uh, this past year compared to last year. Um, I don't know if you guys have any uh, hot takes or thoughts on that. Uh, my, my hot take is I feel like this year kind of sucked. I had a real hard time. I, I look, I make keep a list all year long of like records I enjoy. And I went back to like put my list together and I'd say at least half of them I haven't listened to since I put them in my phone. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. So it's just like a lot of stuff. I was like, Oh, this is really good. I'll consider it. I just never went back to it. Huh. So there was, there's some records that were like, this is definitely making my list. And then like, I had to fill some spots and I'm happy with my list and the records I enjoy, but it was, I feel like this was a down, a down year. Okay. What about you? What what about you, Jeremy? I might be opposite. I actually, I enjoyed quite a lot this year, like a lot um, more than last year. Um, But, and like the things that ended up making the list. I, haven't stopped listening to like I, I'll like I kind of like have sifted through about but probably overall 15 records but kind of about yeah 12 10 to 12 of them are, are records that like have just continuously come back so I think that might just be that I didn't have a wide scope so it just in there yeah my, my 10 are the like the 10 records I listened to this year like there yeah there's like a, a yeah three or four more that i listened to a good amount but like you know it was a it was a smaller uh sample than previous years like if someone was like make a top 20 i would just check out and yeah (laughs) i would would definitely be able to but but the, the like 14 through 20 would just not really matter like like in the sense of like the order wouldn't matter they'd just be record's good Yeah, I, um, I I would lead more towards what I with, with Jeremy than you, Joey. I I mean I do agree with the sentiment of what you were just saying, Jeremy. Where it was like you know whatever fourteen through twenty could be kind of interchangeable, and I do feel like there's a lot of you know records that I didn't put on my list that I was like, oh, like this could have easily been like a random record, like the new Propagandi record. That thing's awesome. I really really like it. But I just didn't listen to it that much. And I was like, well, I-, I could sort of put this as a, you know, and this can actually lead into another topic I was going to bring up, like the, you know, legacy band that really that we all love because we've, you know, been involved with them since we were like, you know, 14, 15 years old. But like, should that weigh into your opinion? Like, you know, I mean, because clearly it's like Converge released a record, Quicksand released a record. Um, th- th- none of those I put in my top 10. Um, and partially because the quicksand I, I didn't care for at all. Um, but Converge could have easily made my top 10. But I was like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's another awesome Converge record. Like, way to go. Well, how do you guys kind of weigh that in your heads as you approach those sort of records? For I mean, I haven't listened to the quicksand. I listened to the one, prop, one Propagandi song. was like, oh, this song's cool. Sounds like Propagandi. Haven't listened anymore. Like, it's like as I've gotten older, like... I've just kind of like, I don't like, I love propaganda, 
I don't need another propaganda record. If I'm going to listen to propaganda, I'm still just going to listen to the first three records. Like I've kind of settled into like what I need from propaganda. Quicksand. I, I mean, yeah, I don't think we needed this record from what, from what I've been told. Um, and like, I mean, you know, yeah, like legacy bands, like, I mean, there is a legacy band on my list, but like, <laughs> feel like it's genuinely a top 10 record for me. Right. Like they ha- previous records have not made my list of theirs where, you know, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jeremy? Um, I'm just basically, I've basically are just doing the thing where it's like, what have I listened to the most? You know, like there's a lot of records that there's no hardcore records on my list. I don't think, um, let me see. Let me double check. Yeah, there's no no hardcore records, but there's hardcore records that I enjoyed this year. It's just like I didn't find myself. I'm in the. You know. Moment. Yeah, I, it might be. It's funny. I, I had a conversation with somebody recently about uh, also the Converge record, where it's like I think the record's cool. I like it a lot, but like I'm not actively listening to it constantly, like the way maybe I had in the past. And somebody was like, well, maybe that's you. Maybe it's not the band. Maybe it's you. And it's like, well, maybe it is me. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I think that incendiary record is hands down the best hardcore record of the year. It didn't make I, would, I would say that too. Two, yeah. three, four years ago, it absolutely would have made my list. It doesn't mean like I like it any less. Sure. It's, just, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, my, it's funny. All the, all the records that were like the, the, um, off to the sun, like, you know, didn't make the list are pretty much all aggressive, like the power trip record, the limpress record, the incendiary record, the converge record, like <laughs> all awesome records. Yeah. So it's like, if I want to be true to myself, like I didn't listen to them daily. Like a lot of these I did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, no, cool. it definitely, it's funny too. Cause I found myself also uh, li- like, it, it seems like there are certain bands uh, stylistically that release similar records, and are doing the same things and they're all good. But then I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, I don't, uh, I don't know what band, like, I, I mean, I ultimately land on what you were talking about, Jeremy, where it's like, what's the most that I listen to. Um, but it's like, uh, like there, there's a band called elder, which is like, you know, they released yep. a record that that record's amazing, but it, it was like, well, but there's other stuff that is kind of like that, that I listen to more. And yeah, it just, <laughs> you have to be sort of, do I, do I want to put like, you know, three doom metal records in my, you know, or do I want to put three hardcore records? It's like, you kind of have to be, um, uh, you know, agnostic when it comes to that. You're just like, I can't, it can't be just this, you know? I mean, two, like I'm looking at my list, like two of like two of my top three are the records. Like what do I want to listen to? I'll just listen to this. Like they were the records I would just, if I didn't have an idea, just continually go back to. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of, what the top 10 is this year where it's just like, I haven't been, I'm being true. I'm not trying to go for cool guy points. If I want to go for cool guy points, I'd have career suicide as number one, you know, like, <laughs> but, but it's like, I like, I liked it. I like all the, you know, like we all probably bought that record and it's a sick record, but like I, I've spun it once or twice and I said, yep, cool. Put it on the shelf and said, you know, now I'm going to listen to this record. Instead. Totally. So. Totally. Like I just like today, I mean, granted the record just came out last week, but like the new sect record, that uh that's like the best thing that they've done and it's like i always feel the not, not the need but just like anything that is like you know d beat and dark i'm like oh man i like that has to be a record that i gotta listen to a ton but i was just like well it just didn't 
they didn't come out at the right time. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. We're doing this, and we still have a month left in the year. Uh, you know, spoiler alert for people who are going to hear this probably in like three weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but it's like, yeah, I haven't got a chance to listen to the sect record, which could very well make have made my list because anything Chris does, I think we all you know get a little starry eyed for. Um, and then also, I'm very curious to hear the glass trial record. That's you know, true. Which, Good point. Which, which could very well, you know, been like the, you know, come December 28th, been like, fuck, I wish that made my list. Well, I've decided, I've made, a, I've made a new rule for myself, and uh, if, if something comes out after this is recorded, it's eligible for the next year. I like it. <laughs> Dude, that's cool. I, I back the idea. Like, <laughs> what if that glass bar record is the greatest thing since sliced bread? Yeah. Best of 2018, you know, man. Like, yeah. it comes out they December essentially 2018 like yeah it's their it's their fault yeah it's their fault it's their, it has nothing it, yeah it's their fault that it didn't meet our timeline exactly they should all everyone should base their timeline on us they, they, assholes. Had, they had 15 years clear, yeah <laughs> and clear, clear the clear the decks as of early december yeah. if you haven't released your record you're screwed yeah totally oh uh, uh, man all right so should we launch into this uh, exactly you, you look at this you're, it's like you're a professional host jeremy <laughs> how about I, it's, it's like i did this for a couple of weeks uh th- two years ago <laughs> <laughs> well hit, hit us with your number 10 man what do you got you want me to go first absolutely okay well see now i'm basing uh, i'll you know what i'm just gonna say it then i'll explain why uh father john misty pure comedy oh, okay um I've never given a shit about Father John Misty ever and not for any particular reason other than just like he seemed like an annoying person and I have enough of those in my life and uh, I just like yeah like I never cared he seemed egotistical and all those things but I never gave him a fair shot and um, Luke Schwartz who now plays in Tiger's Jaw he's like head over heels for him in the way that um, a lot of the three of us are about certain artists and he was and he made me like a Spotify playlist and was like listen to these tracks like this is like a good introduction and i listen to them constantly and then um so yeah pure comedy came out this this year i listened to it a ton but uh my favorite song of the year is on this record wow it's not called leaving it's called leaving la i don't know if you guys give a shit at all about father john misty you played me this song and the the song song is cool the record's cool yeah that song is unbelievable especially being from los angeles like it's such a perfect like like snarky response to everything that we are and uh like if you can't laugh at it being from here then you you know should fucking take a long walk up off a short pier uh but yeah so because my favorite song of the year is on that record I, that's why it gets the number 10 it's not my favorite record of the year but it's got my favorite song so that's why it deserves number 10 nice nice yeah i really i mean i i've paid attention to his persona obviously it's hard to yeah. avoid that um but yeah i really haven't given uh, i mean I, the stuff i've listened to i've always enjoyed but yeah i haven't dug into the the record but yeah he's obviously divisive and that's cool that he inspires people to either hate him or love him and that's you know you got to admire people that do that yeah uh i don't know if you guys know this but uh kyle who or kyle who uh is the older brother of uh kevin who sang in thriller uh he's in that band he's been playing with them forever so getting to see him do that is also That's pretty pretty right. awesome like whenever, whenever he plays on tv he's been doing this since like father john missy really started he plays keyboard for him um but yeah whenever they're on tv i'm like I'm like oh yeah there's kyle that's awesome <laughs> that's, uh, that's rad word well i'm gonna choose here uh 
Ray? Yeah. How about that? Ray. How about that? It was, yeah, everyone, everyone, it's 50. You know, I decided to go, I decided to go no beard on my, on my, uh, <laughs> on my choice. Yeah. The, uh, number 10 record for me was, and this just snuck in because it was basically between two records. Uh, always, or that's how you say it, right? Always. I just say uh, always. Always. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, anti-social. People actually say, hold on. People actually say always. Those people oh, should be that's like people who say it like fresh <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, or or Chiverches. Um Right. Yeah. So yeah, I I I don't think I've ever said the band's name out loud. So that's that's I guess I'm yeah. outing myself. But yeah. So I'm gonna, always. I'm going to take credit for that one, Red, because they uh, their last record made my uh, made my list. So you're you, welcome. I, I appreciate that. I mean, they, they definitely were put on my radar by you. And then this record is just so good. It just it, it it was one of those things where I think it was released in like I don't know April May maybe a little bit in the summertime. I can't remember exactly, but, um, yeah, great band from Toronto. Just like the catchiest, poppiest stuff. It's not like really that different from all their previous stuff. It's just even more catchier, which I didn't even think that was possible. Um, but it was like between this record or I really like that new cloud. Nothing's record, which I never really, I, I kind of last year The no, the life without sound that came out early that came out this year. Um, really yeah dude. i thought it was very end of last year damn well that probably would have made my list but fuck it i already wrote it down there you go <laughs> that's cool well yeah it was basically between those two records for this last spot um just because i kind of i put them in that you know cool sort of you know rock slash indie world um that you know gets gets pitchfork love or whatever but um yeah i, yeah. Just, I just love that record i just think it was super super good so thanks I, well, something i am something in, in joey it, and i are yeah, something tells me Joey and I might talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Joey, what's your number 10? Um, Polyvinyl Family 2, always. JSOM, Everybody Works. Uh, I'm, I'm unfamiliar, but uh, they played the same night as us in Atlanta, and I walked in and watched them for a minute. It sounds cool. I haven't checked out the record yet, though. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's kind of... To me, kind of all over the place, but there's parts of it that just that really remind me of Rilo Kiley, and I love Rilo Kiley, so that gets some points. Um, yeah, she. I don't. I don't remember where she put out a seven inch on Fat Possum that I picked up, and it kind of blew my mind. And then, yeah, this record just, yeah, I think it's it's better. It's kind of there's like electronic elements. I mean, it's you know indie pop Have stuff. You- Kind of. did, did you mess with that? I'm, I mean, I don't know if it's on your list or anything like that. Uh, have you? Did you listen to that Girl Pool record? Uh, only because you told me to. That's, that, good. that's, that's, good, that's good stuff. Is, that's good stuff. That's very reminiscent. To me, a lot of the tracks on that are very reminiscent of like takeoffs and landings and stuff like that. So that's, uh, that kind of scratches that itch a little bit for me. And they were a band that like, Girl Pool was a band that I just kind of always, I didn't really enjoy it, but you told me to check this record out and I did and I do like it. But the full, yeah. ba- the full band really, really sets it sets it apart from their previous stuff. It makes it a lot more enjoyable for me, at least. I, I think of polyvinyl like what Saddle Creek was doing in the early two thousands, where it's like polyvinyl is just putting out like you could all classify it in the banner of indie rock, and they're just like they're killing it across all spectrums. Yeah, and definitely safe to say. Yeah, yeah, but no, that Jason record is great, and I it was it's it's number ten because I wouldn't listen to it for a stretch, and I'd be like, oh fuck, that record's really good, and then I'd go back to it, and then forget about it, and then keep. But it was like I would eventually always get back to it. So got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. What do you got for number nine? 
Me? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. That, he, the yeah. shot thing? Exactly. Yeah. There you okay. go. Uh, my number Sorry. nine is, is Bleachers, Gone Now. Ooh. Uh, Jack Antonoff knows how to write a fucking song. Like, he's the hit maker. He's the hit maker. He, I mean, this record, it's so damn catchy. Like, it, it's, it's, it's just wild to me that it's the dude from Steel Train. Like, he was never, like, the number one guy in fun. And, like, that singer, who knows? I don't know what he's doing. But, like, Jack Antonoff's writing songs for Taylor Swift and Lord and just killing it. A pop hits. Being but a, it's like being Lita Dunham's boyfriend, you know, just killing it. I've, I've heard that's not a thing anymore. Oh, ooh, hot gossip. TMG. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard rumors. Um, Got it. I don't know from where, but uh, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like a it's just a pop record, but for some reason, like it seems to have like indie cred. Also, like he'll play like you know cool indie festivals, but well, he's, you know, like, he's also he's also like a real human being. Like you know, no matter. How, I mean, how, how like, you look at him? It's just like, oh yeah, he's just he's just a dude that plays music, and he just happens to write really good pop stuff. But he's also like, also you know, I think he's just a punk who like writes pop songs. So he's gonna always have that like, you know, that side of him, even though he's you know making top forty. He'll have the uh, he'll have the open E chord mosh, just always always at ready, <laughs> waiting, waiting, yeah. Uh, did Steel Train did Steel Train have a hardcore side that I don't understand these jokes? <laughs> Yo, but that last Steel Train record is very good. I'll take your word for it, Joey. I'm sure yeah. you will. Go, go, go for it, dude. You can yeah. you can die on that hill. Post I'm through. It was uh practice stuff sucks, but that last record's very Okay. But I really enjoy fun. And this bleachers record is great. So Yeah, cool. Boom. Oh boy, our good friends at Texture love this year-end episode, so they wanted to hop on and have me talk to you about how incredible their service is. So this has happened to me many times before, where you know you're you're walking around either in the city or mall or whatever. You walk by a magazine, totally catches your eye, and you're like, "Yo, that looks cool," or like, "Oh wow, I didn't know that this person, um, you know, would do a cover story or whatever the case may be." And then you wanted to stop and like peek inside, but you know, you either just, oh, dude, I don't want to pay like nine dollars for this magazine. Uh, you know, I don't subscribe to it. How am I going to read this? Next time that happens to you, remember Texture. So with the Texture app, not only do you get a peek at the magazine, you get the whole magazine, plus unlimited access to over 200 additional premium titles like Time, The Atlantic, The New Yorker, and Wired. And right now, you can try Texture for free. So just imagine having all of your favorite magazines at your absolute fingertips and their back issues anytime, anywhere. So you can start your free trial of Texture. Go to texture.com slash words. And then if you choose to continue, the listeners of this show will get it for just $10 a month. That's 30% off their normal listed price. There's also a ton of great gift options for those in the holiday spirit want to give something digital to their, their loved ones. You can do that. So please go to texture.com slash words and you can start your free trial today. That's texture.com slash words. Please, this service is unbelievable. I love diving into magazines that I, you know, just let lapse as far as the subscription is concerned because it's like, you know, it, there's nothing more frustrating than letting all this stuff stack up on your bedside table and you're just like, oh man, but this, I don't even, don't even have to worry about that. Dive in, dive out. It's perfect. So texture.com slash words. Enjoy. Get smarter. Get entertained. That's what texture does for you. All right. Enjoy. 
Jeremy, hit it. My number nine uh, is this artist you two maybe have, aren't familiar with. Uh, her name is Julian Baker. And <laughs> heard, heard of. Yeah, uh, the, the record turn on, uh, turn on the lights. Um, it's number nine because it's still fairly new to me, and I haven't, I haven't. It came out at a time where I was sort of listening to a whole lot of things. Um, I definitely think it's wonderful, and there's songs on it that I can tell are absolutely great. But um, I think uh, I just haven't spent enough time with it. But I know it's truly special, so that's why it's on the list at number nine. Um, yeah, and I, and I think you meant turn out the lights turn oh what did i say turn on the lights see I'm when you name know. your record when you name your record something that close to the interpol record exactly. sorry turn off the bright lights on yeah that, I, yeah exactly turn on the <laughs> turn off whatever whatever it is it's it's good and uh i mean though it's like the the single on the record uh the the fucking second song the uh, appointment song jesus christ that thing's outrageous um so yeah there you go. Julian Baker. Number I'm, I'm excited to be able to talk about that record later. <laughs> I, I might be possibly talking about the same record as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then um, I'm going to just switch things up. I, let's just hear Joey talk more. I don't uh, know. I didn't do. Oh, no, no, no. Just, oh, yeah. the, no. Okay. Yeah. Number, I'm number. not supposed to choose. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Number, sorry. Number. I'm fucking sorry. everything up right now. Don't worry about it. No, no. My, my number nine is, uh, a record that came out in January it is uh, it was basically tied between my favorite hip hop record of the year. It was either Kendrick Lamar or this record, which is the Joey Badass record, All American Badass, which is all spell every S is in dollar signs. Which Jeremy, you would just love that immediately um, because you yeah, I mean, it's very Kid Rock. So let's do it. I mean that name the name of the album is very Kid Rock too. So uh, Ray, I'm gonna take credit for this one because his first record made <laughs> a couple years ago. I. Hey, <laughs> Joey, you're just a tastemaker across the board, man. That's I am. Uh, yeah, I uh, I got keyed into. I mean, I was aware of him. I did not put him on the list with you, Joey, back a couple no, years gonna, ago. I, me, Ray. You know, I know it's it's all you. Uh, I, I got clued into him because he he randomly hit Peta up to want to work with us, and I was like, oh, oh yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'll check out this dude's this dude's mixtape. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, his records just it's. Because the Kendrick Lamar record is like heavy, you know, like you listen to it and you're just like, oh, that's an easy listen. It's like, oh, OK, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Whereas this record is a little more easy to kind of dip in and out of. But uh, yeah, I just love I mean, he has rad cameos from or cameos. That's not what you call it. Versus <laughs> cameos. Who, who am I? Some, some middle aged white guy talking about rap. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> but yeah, you know, schoolboy Q and just, you know, a lot of the cool hip hop dudes. So, yeah, I just love this record. Super fun. I enjoy that record as well. Although I still think there's no song even close to Paper Trail, which might be the one of the best hip hop hip hop songs in the last ten years. It's a great, but, great, 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 great. Yeah, but Back. I enjoy it as well. Yeah. Um, and I always like it every time that Joey and I bring up a hip hop record. Jeremy's just like, eh, "It's you're, you're talking you're, you're talking Japanese to me. I don't know what you're talking about." This, no, I mean, I I don't I don't actively listen to a lot of new hip hop. Like it it sort of. When I hear something that I think it's fine, but like that tribe record last year was definitely classics. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, but no, yeah, I, uh, a lot of the modern stuff, it just kind of, yeah, it doesn't really stand out to this me ever. Is, this is the first year in a few years. I have no hip hop records on my list. It happens. Yeah. Okay. It, interesting. You can't, you can't listen to that around children, right? <laughs> yeah. 
No, we just listened uh-huh. to the, the Frozen soundtrack and Moana soundtrack. That's fine. I wish I, I wish I liked the uh, I like the Run the Jewels record this year, but it, it didn't make my list. I like it. I think it's good, but didn't finish it. Yeah, it's good, but yeah, didn't finish it. Yeah, you said. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah, true. Yeah, slow, slow down. You're trying to be. You're really trying to hit that wave. Um, my number eight record, and then I'll I'll choose uh, the next person. Uh, we you were talking. You guys were talking about before the incendiary record, a thousand miles stare. Ah. Um, I th- congratulations. I, you're the hardcore kid of the group. I, I, <laughs> that, I am. I uh, the record is incredible. I mean, I definitely think that they are like the best hardcore band that does that style as of right now. Um, I saw them live for the first time at Sound and Fury this year, and it was just like, I don't know, it just makes me happy that that band exists in a total, this is a phrase I like to use, part-time, full-time band, um, or full-time, part-time, that's a, and that, that's exactly what they are. They're just like, yeah, we'll play like 30 shows a year, you know, we'll fly and play some shows and do that, and people lose their minds everywhere they go, and it's it's so cool, and they're obviously great human beings as well for those of you that have, have, have you hung out with the incendiary guys, Jeremy? Uh, I just know the singer a little bit. Uh, yeah. I'm friends with the other dudes on the internets, but uh, yeah, um, he's super, super sweet. And um, yeah, I, I, that record's fucking awesome. I mean, it sounds like it should, it sounds like it's borderline should be ignorant, but it's so far from ignorant. Dude. So um, that's actually the most appropriate. Cause yeah, there's elements of it where you're just like, Ooh, but like, you know where it's coming from and you're just like, no, it's cool, man. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And also the vocal delivery, like it just rides the cusp of potentially being rap rock, but then it's just not. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's fucking really good though. Um, I'm all in. <laughs> That's true, dude. So, I mean, yeah, it's 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 though just, though you can it's clear to hear like the rage against the machine in it, but you could also be like, Yeah, like this was why people like the Warriors but back in the early two thousands or like, you know, like it's it's very reminiscent of that style. But uh I mean, you can hear the Long Island all over it too, which is totally really, really cool. There's a song intro. Did you guys fuck ever? Do you guys ever fuck with that Sons of Abraham record, Termites in a Smile or whatever? Oh yeah, yeah, Jewish hardcore man. Dude, there's a there's a song on the Incendiary record with the exact same intro as a song on that record, and I'm like, I know this. I know they're aware of this. Oh, like, I, I yeah. guarantee to them, this is probably like like paying some sort of like tribute or homage or something like that. But. uh no, I reckon it's sick. I, listen, I actually listened to it today just to be like, see if it's going to make the list. But yeah, yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's good stuff. Uh, Joey, how about your number eight? What do you got? Uh, always the antisocialites. Nice. It's such a good name for the such a good name for the record too. Yeah, it's just super fun. That song "Lollipop" Ode to Jim is just so damn good. Yeah, I I don't I like it as much as the last record. But I really, really enjoy it a lot, and yeah. Have you seen Have you seen them before? Because I haven't seen them personally. I'm not I either. Saw them for like a minute at like South by Southwest or something one year, but I didn't. When get you're it just like all. throwing contracts around trying to sign them. Uh, yeah, you know, you know how South by Southwest is. I know. Joe, yeah. Joey's, Joey's just hustling, trying to. Hey, you guys want to work with six one three one? Come on, I got a hot contract you can sign. The worst week of the year that I think we hopefully don't go to anymore. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that thing's trash. That thing is trash. Subway, <laughs> which I do. Unless so, what? Unless you like Subway. <laughs> or Taco Bell or Doritos. 
Or Doritos, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to play a show and get some Doritos? That's right. that's what everyone that's what everyone wants before and after you play. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 pay you two grand, and then you got ninety seven kilos of Doritos. Yeah, if I, if I can, I get more salsa verde in my monitor. <laughs> uh, I, oh, I think it's I think it's yours, Jeremy. Number eight. Number eight. Uh, Mount Erie. A crow looked at me. So good. Did you guys, it's not a record at all. No, I heard it was sad. Didn't want to listen. Barely missed my yeah. list. Dude, that, I mean, I'll say that this is the record on the, on my list that I didn't listen to often. And I think that's understandable because it's so fucking sad and heavy. For those who don't know, uh, the dude who does Mount Erie, uh, his name is Ray. Hit me. Oh, his name God. Is, so. yeah, I can't remember. I'm, I'll have to Google. It. It's okay. You, you yeah, we're gonna we're gonna edit this. Hold on, we're gonna edit this real quick. We're, we're I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna because right now we're looking like the biggest posers because this guy's really cool. He's he's known for being a cool guy. Uh, he's fucking yeah, God microphones. Damn it. Phil microphones guy Phil Phil Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'll butcher that name anyway. But yeah, dude, who, uh, Phil, who um, does Mount Erie, also did the microphones. He's a very prolific type um, from the Northwest. Uh, but yeah, his, uh, his wife uh, died of cancer shortly after they had their uh, first child. And just, uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it's, it's so straightforward and honest uh, in a way that, uh, you know, is uncomfortable. Um, so I think I, th- I just had to put it on my list just for the, the sheer bravery of the record. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, um, obviously, you know, I put out a record about loss in a very, in a, in sort of a similar vein. And when I would have people say like, Oh wow, like that's a really, you know, like you were very honest and straightforward. And like a lot of things you say are kind of can be uncomfortable and things like that. Um, I hear this record and I'm like, if that's how I like anything close to what I made people feel like, like I'm like, whoa, okay. And I, I can see it through like a different set of eyes now where like that record has lines in it and parts in it that I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like so, so heavy, but the songs are beautiful. And, uh, I don't know. So the record's called uh, a crow looked at me and yeah, it's great. It was so, uh, I had never checked out, uh, I mean, microphones I kind of listened to, but Mount Erie I dabbled in and out of. But then, honestly, it wasn't until his his interview that he did on WTF where I was like, "Oh, yeah!" I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, not only you know, I mean, you put out a record, obviously, this past year of experience cancer in my own life, and I like after I was done with the interview, I put on the record, and it was like I was just on a long walk, and it's like in the middle of it, I'm just like crying, I'm just like, "Oh my god!" And it was like, yeah, I I totally agree with you. Like the only reason that it didn't make my list was because I was just like, I, there's other records I listen to more, but like, uh, yeah, you can't, this isn't an easy listen on any, any, it's not, it's not an easy. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I, I, the only reason I didn't listen to it more is for my mental health. <laughs> like, like it's, it's so, it's a great record and it deserves the esteem, but like, I mean, yeah, like you'd have to be a little, yeah, you'd, you'd have to be someone, 
pretty wild to be like, yeah, I fucking jam that shit daily. Yeah, man. You know, just, like just, it's just driving to work in the mornings. You know, this is just yeah. It's I mean, you know, it's like what it's like watch it. It's if you're like, dude, I love Magnolia. I watch it like fucking you know once a week. You'd yeah. be like, Requiem for dude, a Dream what? in the morning. Yeah, Requiem for a Dream is like my favorite movie. You'd be like, dude, just, like it's a good movie, but Jesus Christ, just pop, I'd, pop it in on Friday I'd, night. I mean, granted, I bought a lot of movies I never watched, but I remember buying Wrecking for a Dream being like, I fucking love this movie. When am I going to ever be in the mood to watch that? Nope. Well, I watched that movie. I watched that movie once and it bummed me out to such a degree that I've never seen it again. And people are like, oh, yeah, I know, like the fucking drug. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Strictly the mom character. Yeah. Oh. Fuck everybody else in that movie. Like they all got what they deserve. They're young. But like that poor mom. Are you kidding me? That that storyline. Yeah. Fuck wrecked me wrecked me i think joey i think uh our old roommates and myself brandon bale we watched that one morning and then we were like and we were done yeah i i seriously i don't know why we did that but it was like 10 30 we finished we had already finished it and it was just like well not doing anything the rest of this day this day's done see you later and then we were yeah. i think we both went to our rooms afterwards and didn't talk to each other the rest of the day you know what yeah. fuck man like the first first time i went quick tangent i saw apocalypse now was like a couple friends at a friend's house like a friday night in high school it was over and just like well see you monday totally (laughs) yeah that's or like i think i actually on that same note i think i i did a exorcist like when it got re-released in theaters i did it for like a birthday and it was like oh well all right see you guys later we're we're not gonna speak the rest of the night yeah definitely all right what what are we Um, we at number wise oh now now it goes to you number seven jeremy right Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Phoebe Bridgers, Stranger in the Alps. Oh. Um, I am a fan as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I think I similar Joey, maybe in this, I forget if you were in California at the time, but like I've seen, I've seen her play a, a good amount of times now where she's open for Connor Ober. She's open for Julian. That's um, in a few times. Yeah. And like, I always thought she was, good by all means good but i never bought the seven inch uh that came out on ryan adams label or or anything like that like i I just always was like yeah it's good um and then this record came out and i was like i'll check it out and it's so good it's so so good um the lyrics are awesome um an old friend of mine uh that we i used to hang out with a lot uh in the early touche days uh I guess co-wrote this record with her, which is really cool. Do you guys remember that band, Olin in the Moon? Yeah, remember that? Does that sound familiar? Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dude. We at one point were going to do a split seven inch with them, like a long, long time ago. Oh, that band, yeah. Um, they were like a really cool LA, like sort of like alt country band. Uh, but yeah, the drummer of Olin in the Moon, uh, his name's Marshall. Uh, like co-wrote almost all the songs on the record and uh, sings on it and stuff like that. Uh, so also having that involvement makes it really exciting. Um, also, you get Connor Roberts to sing on your record and you cover Mark Hoslick for the last track. Like, wow, yeah, I'm I, in. I didn't, I didn't, I'm this, in. I, I, I was not aware of her at all. So I'll just, I, this sounds, oh, like, oh you sh- sounds like you'll, you'll like this record. <laughs> you'll like this record. Yeah. It's really fucking good. Um, yeah. It came out on Dead Oceans. Uh, so of course, like, it, go ahead. I would say Dead Oceans is another label that just like everything just they're putting it. out is just like gold. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's funny. As soon as this record came out, I was like, fuck, did I fuck up by not getting these seven inches? And they were like both out of print. There was like one that was only sold at shows. And 
And thankfully, I just went and saw her a couple of weeks ago, and they still had leftover copies of the self-released one. And then I found the Paxam one on Discogs for like twelve bucks. Thankfully, but it made me be like, "Oh no, I need that. I need everything now." <laughs> As I'm sure we've all felt that way about stuff. Of course, if I, you look under a rock, and you're just like, "I gotta have everything now." Apparently, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I like horror soundtracks. Well, what, I mean, of course I'll buy that soundtrack. No one wants that. I mean, I haven't seen the movie since 1987 and it kind of sucked, but oh, they put it on vinyl. Okay. Yeah. Sign, yeah. Me, sign me up immediately. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, do I pick somebody or what do I do? Yeah. Sorry. It's fine. Uh, Joey, Joey, what's, well, what's, what's your number seven? Sheer Mac need to feel your love. That shit is good. No idea. Not- you didn't listen to it, Ray, or you're not, you're no. not, I, 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 in. I not, not even familiar with Sir Mag? No, man. They, how have you missed the boat on this? Yeah. You're, this what band the, is a ton of, yeah, it's really weird, man. They're huge. Yeah. I'm fair. I mean, they played Coachella. Like they've yeah. been on TV. No, I've, I, I, I've seen, I've seen the band's name, but they, they, they just, yeah. Yeah. Didn't they, put, they were on Seth Meyers when they had a seven inch out. Like this band. Really? Like, and they, not, played Coachella, they played Coachella with a seven inch. Wow, like, that's impressive. They put out the. Re- I mean, I feel like they're kind of like Chance the Rapper of like this, where they put out their records. They're like in you know they, but they've got to have like yeah. a lot of behind them. But they put out their own okay. record. Like um, I don't know, it's they're it's punk adjacent. I would you know it's very like feels like seventies rock. But not, it's it's Thin Lizzy, yeah. but played it's Thin Lizzy played by like punks, punk, punks with that. I didn't realize this, but which which what band had were the guitar players in? Someone pointed out. I think Barry from Joyce Manor recently was talking about how it's like someone who was in like a Twinkle Daddy band. Do you know about this? No. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like like someone who played in one of those sort of not Algernon, but could have been an Algernon uh, maybe on top shelf or something like that. Well, dude, if they, I mean, if they're from Philly, like, yeah, you can't, you can't throw a stone without someone having some affiliation with that. I'm looking at Joey right now through Skype and I know he's doing research. (laughs) 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 I'm just seeing Joey go. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's someone who, it was like someone who played in one of those bands, which is, I mean, like obviously if you play in one of those types of bands, you're probably good at the old guitar. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, the records, it's good. It didn't make my list, but it's good for sure. I love it. It was one of those records where like, it's one of my most listened to records of the year. Like I listen to it a lot. Um, great driving. Yes. It's very good driving music. Um, and since I'm not like drive, I'm not driving as much and not listening to as many podcasts. Uh, I've been listening to more music as I drive. So yeah, spent a lot of time with this record in the car. Sick I'll on the mean street. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I just want to know. Sorry, I want to know now. How my, they going? I know. Keep, is, keep doing your research. Is, hold on, hold on. Is the Little Big League a Twinkle Daddy band? Uh, they, no. Remember no. the Big that, League? They were. That was like they a do pop, with, pop punk band. They were, yeah, I think they were on for cover at one point, maybe. Uh, Tiny engines, Tiny I see. Engines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so someone in that band was in that. Mm. And someone was, and someone was also in Titus Andronicus, which is interesting. I am extremely excited to tell you about this awesome, awesome sponsor called StoryWorth. Now. 
everyone has a family member who tells like the killer best stories, you know, from like crazy trips they've taken to hilarious college pranks. StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to tell those stories. So simply purchase a subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends them an email with a question about their life. It's super simple, super easy. Then they reply with their story, either phone or email, and then after a year, their stories are bound into a beautiful keepsake book. And don't worry, data is secure and everything is private by default, so you control who sees your stories. And StoryWorth makes it easy to preserve your memories and pass them on to your children and their future families. It's a great holiday gift for anyone who enjoys telling stories. So I am giving this to my grandmother who lives in Arizona and uh, she's you know, born and raised in the Midwest and uh, she's just in, an incredibly intelligent and thoughtful person. And anytime she is, uh, you know, writes me like a birthday card, she always, you know, writes a little letter on the back and, you know, just offers either bits of wisdom or other things that she's experienced. So I'm very excited to uh, key her into this and I've got it for her and I can't wait to see what story she tells. And it's the, the beautiful thing about StoryWorth is that, you know, I've done this with my podcast where you are preserving people's stories for future generations and, uh, you know, sometimes ex- exposing you to other ideas or other ways of life. And that is what is so beautiful about StoryWorth. So it is a just a absolute necessary service because, you know, sometimes the, uh, you know, your grandparents or people of previous generations, uh, sometimes it's difficult to connect with, but then after you start to realize like, Hey, these people are humans. They just grew up in a different era. Uh, it just really, really brings you closer. And I, I can't tell you how much I back story worth and I love what they do. So for $20 off, go to storyworth.com slash words. When you subscribe That's storyworth.com slash words, it's literally the best gift that you can potentially give to somebody. Okay. So do it up, storyworth.com slash words, and enjoy $20 off. All right, now on with the show. I think my number seven record now, because yeah, yeah, Jeremy shared, Joey shared. Yep. Uh, my number seven is Less Art, Strangled Light. Uh, I mean, granted, this is like complete friendom putting on this list, but that record is so good. Um, you know, it's obviously our close friend, Mike Minnick, Curl Up and Die, and then uh, some of our other close friends in uh, Thrice, and then uh, Ian, who is an incredible human being as well. Uh, so basically, it's just a, you know, band comprised of all of our best friends. And, you know, it, it's <laughs> it's hard to listen to something like that and be like, oh, like, uh, unobjectively, I like it. Like, no matter what, I was probably going to like it. But this, they just did such a good job with making this, you know, weird, noisy rock thing that seems to be getting people to pay attention to it in ways that, um, I, I don't know. I was kind of surprised, like all the shows I've seen them, people were there and they were like engaged and interested. Not like I was expecting this thing to be like, Oh cool. Like no one's going to care about it except your friends, not trying to portray it like that. But, um, I just, you know, you, you're, you're proud of people for doing creative stuff. And this record was just great. So way to go friends, friends. In I, I, this is one of those records that would probably be in my like 10 to 15 range. I really enjoy it. And same thing. They played a decent sized room in Boston and there was a lot of people there and people were like singing along and, you know, I'm, you know, having members of thrice, like there's, there was a lot of kids wearing like thrice shirts. There was a kid wearing a productive out shirt, which I thought was cool. That's, um, that's funny. But, uh, yeah, I was psyched. There was a lot of people there. I, I wish I was home for those Seosin shows, or I guess I live here now, but I wish I was in California. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah, I, the record's cool. It's definitely cool. I was very surprised when, uh, when Mike had sent it to me because I was expecting uh, my comedic voice, and I got uh, sort of a more Pat Kinlan-sounding voice, um, mm. which I was like, huh. And I know he's like a big fan of, that, of like end of a year and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, I can see what you're doing. And it's cool because uh, it's complete role reversal for Mike Minnick, I feel, because his role in Curl Up and Die was, yeah, I'm going to make sure no one can understand a word I'm saying. And this is him just talk yelling. Yeah. Um, Enunciation. Lyrics, yeah. Yeah. The lyrics are good. And uh, Mike is awesome. I want to see him live. I, I haven't seen him in California or I haven't seen him at all yet, but I know they've played California a handful of times. It's real good. <laughs> Um, and a side note, if, uh, if Mike is listening, I've told him this before, we're in the country, I play the show again. That is all. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, you, you cut out when you said that. What, uh, we can edit this out. Uh, I like how I'm taking charge of the edits, by the way. We fine. can edit this out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did you I'll, say, fly anywhere, I'll fly anywhere in the country if Curl and I plays the show. I don't care where it is. I just want to yeah. see Curl again. One more time. Yeah, Mike. Mike, come on, listen, listen to that. Joey will fly anywhere in the country. <laughs> I've and I, I, I've tr- I've tried to resurrect that in more than one iteration. Like and, you, they were oh, we all have. I know. <laughs> Sucks. Like we, I, I like how all collectively we've been trying to figure out ways. Like, hey, dude, play this show with us. Can you do this? This is a Mike's good idea. I've seen practice videos. I know it was th- it was attempted at one point. It was. It was. was. They're they're supposed to play those chain shows with us. Damn it! And they were supposed they were supposed to play. Uh, yeah, they were supposed to play a taken show a couple, a couple times, and then yeah, I'm trying to. Get them. <laughs> I know. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Um, for sake of keeping this going on, then now I think I'll do number six, and then I'll throw it around. Uh, number six uh, is a band called Hammock. Uh, they released a record called Mysterium which this is something I, I would expect neither this of you to have. Mysterious. Yeah, this is mysterious to both of you. So the basically it's a two-piece from, uh, I think, Nashville. Yeah, but somewhere in Tennessee. Um, it's just like, it's total, you know, atmospheric, erythral, just like, basically, uh, I read a description of this band. This is, this is the music, the music equivalent of like a flotation tank where it's like you're put in there and you're just transported to this like completely different world that you're it's just you know beautiful orchestral like whatever but it's just two dudes they play like one or two shows a year um like psyche wrote like jonesy from psyche rose like flew over to write songs with them like these are just these two random dudes that have been putting out records like they've this is their ninth full length and um yeah and they just like scored a movie it's like they're just they're just doing the damn thing and i uh i love the record that's it's a record that i probably listened to the most this year but just because it put me in such like a good headspace for you know work and living life and stuff like that so yeah if you're looking for uh something that's like a flotation tank for your ears then uh, go ahead and listen to (laughs) (laughs) um i'll I'll make a note for yeah i'll make a note when i break edge listen to hammock (laughs) Hey, well, to be clear, I have not broken edge. We are still the, tri- the, the, the trifecta of edge folk here, unless Joey's yeah. not telling something. Not how, telling us dare, something. how dare yeah. you, Rick? Dude, <laughs> you're, I, funny, you write. Funny, funny side note. For whatever reason, I thought, uh, I, I thought Andrew from Strife was not straight edge anymore, and I made like some passing reference in an interview I did, and then he emails me, and he's like, dude, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm getting called out for 
completely misrepresenting a person on straight edge. And I feel like I'm like 16 years old again. And he, he really wasn't, he really wasn't mad. It was just funny. So anyways, strife <laughs> and Andrew from strife, still straight edge. Uh, cool. good, to, good to know. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jeremy, what do you got? Number six. Uh, number six, uh, is this record, um, neither of you guys have heard, uh, it's called, it's from a band called always it's a record <laughs> called antisocialize. Um, oh, is it good? Yeah. yeah. What's, the, uh, what's the deal? Yeah. It's really good. Um, so my two cents is that I didn't care for the last record very much because to me it sounded like kind of diet best coast and that sound is just sort of meant to me. Um, and uh so fuck you joey yeah. um, jo- joey i'll have some hot, I, some hot I, takes best goes right now if you want <laughs> um but yeah so this record uh when it when it was coming out i was like okay yeah fine and then everyone was kind of ranting about it and then uh clayton and uh calbert uh were playing a lot in the van and i was like jesus christ this thing is super good um and i, I so one of them was telling me that in an interview um singer was sort of saying like how she hates the last record, how she wishes it didn't sound that way. And that this was more what she wanted to do in the band and whatnot. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is, yeah, this is for me. To me, it sounds like it could be camera obscura meets songs that could have been on the drive soundtrack at certain points. (laughs) So for me, it's a pretty good combination. Um, (laughs) So yeah, that record rules. Uh, it's it, it's constantly being played, whether uh, in my car or uh, driving with Ashley or, or whatever. We're both pretty obsessed with it. So um, yeah, if you haven't listened to it, obviously all three of us say it's sick. So listen to that we, now. We agree. We concur. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is the first time where all three of us have a record this, this like this early on in the um, in the podcast. So look at that. It's true. Hey. Making history. Uh, is, whose turn is it? Or am I throwing it to somebody? I'm so sorry. I'm so bad at this. I have a job now, so my brain is fried. <laughs> it's it's it, it, it's Joey's number six now. I think. Okay, uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. It's Phoebe Bridgers' "Strange in the Alps." Um, great Never record. Heard of it? I'll tell you all about it. Can't, Do you have a minute? Can't, um, can't wait to listen to it. Uh, the song "Funeral" is maybe oh, my favorite song of the year, or top. It's in the top three favorite, favorite songs of the year. The song's just incredible. It's great. Fuck yeah, it's good. Yeah, that record's incredible. I really enjoy it. And I listen to it a lot. Boom. 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 Let's move on. Number five. Number five. Yeah. Uh, This caught me by surprise that it is this low. Uh, Number five, The National Sleep Well Beast. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say that's my number five as well. um, I, you know, The National is one of those bands where it's just like, okay, my number one record's coming out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's really good. I think it's Trouble Find Me is uh, like a, just a modern classic, and it's gonna. I think tough to beat. I think the song Crin in Crin in the liquor store. Crin in the yeah. liquor store is. I've been I've been calling uh, Karen in the liquor Karen. store. So yeah, it gives a shit. Maybe a top ten national song. Um, I really enjoy it, but it's just it's not as good as the last couple sure um so uh you know what i'm gonna use because i might talk about this i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say maybe maybe in like less than a minute (laughs) (laughs) 
That's my, I mean, <laughs> the, the record is my number five record as well. And I, I completely, it like, it, it almost pained me to put it that low. And I think all of us, yeah. I think all of us probably experienced that when we were listening to it. And I think it was one of those things where it was just the, um, how they expanded their, God, this sounds so pretentious, how they expanded their sonic palette. Um, like those, the, 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 the farther they pushed themselves, it wasn't like I was like, Oh man, this is a terrible miss. But I was just like, Oh, I just, it it just didn't, it didn't hit me in ways. And like, maybe it's one of those things where it's like in a year, I'm going to be like, Oh no. Or maybe in six months I'll be like, no, actually I get it now. That's kind of what I was expecting. Cause trouble will find me. Like I was so high on high violet that trouble will find me was like, it took a lot of listens for it to get to where, I mean, to where it is now in which, I mean, I think that record's perfect. So I kept listening to this thinking like, oh, it'll hit me eventually. Like it'll click. And it just never fully clicked. Yeah. Oh, I think we lost Joey for a second. Oh, oh there you go. Hello. I can see both of you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's good. The songs live were great. It made me appreciate Turtleneck more, which I think is a weird outlier on the record. I love that song. Um, I love that song. It's a good song. Really? Yeah. Take it off. More I listened to it grow me and then seeing it live, I kind of like got it a little more. And then I heard this, uh, I don't know if it's true, but supposedly they wrote it like right after the election. So I get why it's kind of like just this pissed off song. Um, so yeah, but yeah. Cool. It's a good number five. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Did, what, what'd you put for, what'd you put for number five, Jeremy? Uh, my number five is, uh, and when I said less than, less than a minute, I was totally wrong. It's a, it might be a little later on. Um, my number five is uh, Alex G, the record Rocket. Did you guys listen to this record? Dude, that thing was so good. It's so good. I, He's, I did Joey. Okay, so like, there's a lot of artists that I admit I poo-poo. I, I, I subconsciously poo-poo where I just assume I, it's not for me. Like, I'm, it's, you know, like... We all worked at record stores. It's, it happens. Yeah. yeah, like, there's there's certain things that it's like, like the whole idea of, uh, you know, like, bedroom indie rock artists, uh, lo-fi stuff. Like, when, I, when it's around and around me, like, I'm like, sure, it's pleasant, but I don't care that much. Um, but... For one reason or another, actually, no, I could probably tell you the reason. Uh, I decided to give this record a shot. It's because I don't know if you guys saw the uh, one of the billboard ads he did, which was just a kind of like passive aggressive tweet uh, from somebody about the record. And that was how he advertised it. Like that was his billboard, like this passive aggressive tweet from someone randomly being like, I can't see this getting very much better or something like that. Um, and I was like, okay, like you've got humor about yourself. Like I'll check this out. Um, and I find myself listening to it constantly. Like it's, it's that for me is one of those, like, I don't know what I want to listen to right now. Well, this is always pleasant. So, um, it's great. Uh, the really quiet songs are really good. Actually, uh, it, when we were on tour with turnover in Australia, now that I think about it, they were the ones who played it for me first and they were ranting about it. And I was like, okay, maybe I should give this a shot. And then I saw the billboard ad and I was like, now I'm going to give this definitely a lot of attention. Um, I'll, I'll take my comments off mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, not now that we're all going, well, what? Yeah, no, I can't, I can't wait. To hear, I can't wait to hear that juice. <laughs> That's not um, juice. I just, yeah. He's not a fan. Yes. Okay. Simply. Simply. So. <laughs> 
simply put, uh, what, what's next? No, what do we do? Number four for you, Boot. Number four for me. Uh, I, I feel like we're falling right back into last year with uh, with this, but I have a, there's there's more to say. Uh, Sun Kill Moon Yesu, thirty seconds to the plane of planet Earth. I remember we talked about the other one last year. Um, did you guys end up listening to that one more? Or yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> so it went really well. <laughs> no, no, um, I, I was I was I was cool with it. I mean, it definitely it opened once I got past my reservations last time. I was just like, oh, it sounds like ter- this sounds like shit. Um, yeah, yeah I, I liked it. Yeah, the last once it gets out of that distorted stuff, it's a lot better. But this record, they did exactly what I hoped they did, which is there is no distorted stuff. It is just all pleasant. It's all quiet, minimal, sort of electronic-y, and then also just like straight up, just like guitar like like acoustic guitar like sun kill, regular standard sun kill moon stuff um it's my favorite thing I, I go as far as to say it's my favorite thing he's done since benji so that's how that's where i put it um i think i i realized you after listening to this and like why it really didn't uh continue with me and i'm sure this you guys have experienced this with certain artists where you just mainline a person like you know for him like basically once the first sun kill mood record came out i could not have been more obsessed with red house painters and like basically everything he did for like three year, three to five years i just like just wallowed in it and now i feel like I, i've reached that point of him where i'm just like i still worship the ground he walks on from that perspective but i'm like okay like I just I've mainlined him too much that I need some distance from him. With the extent of the amount of stuff he's currently in the last year and a half putting out, it's just like okay. And there and like so I don't know if you've listened to any of like the, the collab records he's done in the last year. Yeah. Um. But those. But I like I genuinely feel like he's he's like attacking people yeah. with. Like like so, like sonically, totally. like being like being like I don't want you anymore. Like yeah. I want to try to alienate you as much as possible. I'm, he's uh, he's a, he's always tested his audience audience patience, but this now yeah. is like a further step of like, listen, you might think I'm yeah. this like twee indie songwriter, but like seriously, don't fucking listen to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm still I still listen to everything he's doing, and I'll give it all a fair shot. But uh, this this collab record is is the most i've enjoyed at, out of him and uh more more recently yeah i feel you now you get to pick between myself or joey um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back to, uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna just uh, i'm gonna go into a typical order here i'm gonna go back to ray That's ray fine. what do you got <laughs> i have the new mogwai record every country's son uh, Mogwai, they're just a, one of those bands that has existed for uh, ever and ever. And once I got into them, um, when I was working at uh, Bionic in Huntington, um, I just this song is, or this record is so goddamn good. Um, it reminds me of Happy Songs for Happy People, just as far as like the listenability. Um, you know, they have uh, I wouldn't say a lot more vocals in it, but they definitely have um, more. That's more present. Um, I just saw them also like uh, two weeks ago, and they were unbelievable. Um, I just the the band the band really hasn't put out a bad record, but like when something like this comes out, that it's just like oh god, I can't stop listening to it. Um, it just forces me to you know make it the number four record of the year. So I uh, yeah, Mogwai, ride or die. They're a great band. Cool. I've, I've tried to get into and just I enjoy them, but 
I'm never going to listen to him. Yeah. It's okay. You don't have to, it's not a female vocalist. I understand. Or a white three point shooter for fantasy (laughs) basketball. (laughs) Sorry. It's a, it's a joke there. (laughs) Uh, that's, and so now, now it's Joey, you're number four, right? Yep. Number four. Uh, Uh oh. Uh oh. I know. <laughs> the suspense, it just, that was it. Here. Uh, oh, Joey, you there? Oh. Hey, now you're, okay. I'm here. Number, I know. You, yeah. you, you, Weird. I don't know. Oh, you, oh we, did, we didn't hear a word you said. So, yeah. It was a pregnant pause. Number four. Uh, my number four is AFI, uh, the blood record. Um, I, for, I forgot that came, that came out this year. Holy January. Shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've been riding with this record for a year. I feel, I feel like 40 years old now. That's so weird. Uh, this record blew my fucking mind. Wow. Like, I, you know, they're my favorite band, but I don't remember the last time a record has made my list. They were, callback, they were the legacy band I'm talking about. Ah. Uh, it was why I'm sing the sorrow again. And, then the record came out and it was not, it was the complete opposite. Like to me, it sounds like crash love meets the last record a little. I don't know. It's just, it's so good. It's catchy. The lyrics are great. Um, yeah, I have a great time with it and I love AFI. That's good. (laughs) Yes, you you do. Do you know if it did like, did it, did it do anything for them? Like it did it like, was it commercially successful? I I don't no sense of that. I, I don't, I mean, I have no idea. Like, it was on like the Concord Music Group, which I understand, but I also don't understand at the same time. Like they just own a bunch of labels. Yeah, it, like yeah, it just I don't really get it, like what their system is. But it seemed to you know it do all right. I feel like like you know they did more touring off this record than the last one. You know they did tours in between Dreamcar tour- tours, which to me says there was maybe uh, you know a little more momentum sales wise was probably, you know, yeah, they probably, they probably just have their, like their I mean, base, you know, their base and you know, they're always going to go to the shows and get the records, but Sick. And I'm one of those people. There you so, go. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you can do your number three. Well, Jeremy never picks me. So I'm going to go Ray. No, no, no. You, you can do your number three. Remember it, th- Cause we've all shared our four. And then have it, we? With, yeah. I, I, I oh, said, yeah. yeah, I said Mogwai. Yeah, okay. exactly. I'm picking Ray after I go. Uh, number three is Paramore after laughter. This I was, is probably, I was, I was in my head. I'm like, I don't know where this is going to land, but it's probably going to be top five for Joey. Yep. It was my most listened to record of the year. Uh, it would have been higher this except for, I know your thoughts, Jeremy. We've talked about <laughs> I just love, <laughs> I just lo- I just love Jeremy's. Uh, this is not audibly picked up, but it's just Jeremy just mouths, "Wow." <laughs> yeah, it's it is everything I want in a record. There's a song on it that I do not like, um, which is why it is number three. But everything else about it is phenomenal. Um, that's pretty I went harsh. Solid. That's pretty harsh. One bad song on the record, they drop two spots. Is uh, it the song? Is it the song with Aaron from Me Without You? Yes. Like it's not, it just doesn't need to be on the record. Like it's cool. I think it's awesome that he's has his own song. Yeah. But it just, it seems pretty unnecessary. Okay. Uh, It's the only song I listen to. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, the record's great. It's super fun. It's super happy. Nicole kind of likes remember, it, so it's a good Carlison. I just remember thinking it sounded like Wilson Phillips being played. Uh, Wilson Phillips um, made songs for the Little Mermaid soundtrack. Yeah. I love the Little Mermaid, and Hold On is a great fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there like a lot of steel drum on that fucking record? No. Are you sure? I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of percussion. Steel drum I, think, I mean, for a band who's like, I mean, Paramore, like they've been around for lots of years, like to kind of like essentially reinvent themselves with a record that sounds nothing like the other stuff. And it's just, it's been, seems pretty successful and like, I don't know. It's great. I think it's awesome. I think it's cool. They could, you know, just write misery business again. <laughs> I just always, it, every, with every, with every Paramore record, I'm just like, I just need the singles. I don't need the record. And that's like basically where I stand with this record too. It's just like, okay, cool. Yeah. The songs I've heard are cool, but I feel like we can just go ahead and call that the Weezer now, true. you know? True. Good. Point. Just call that the Weezer syndrome. Do we even need Weezer signal singles? No. now? no, 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 no. 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 But I'm, I'm going more. Yeah. If I was to frame, if I was if I was to frame that around Maladroit Green album, uh, uh, make, make believe, believe. make believe, yeah. Her, yeah. Her, Hurley. Oh wait, no. Red album. Actually, Pork and Beans was not a bad song. No, true, true. Hurley actually had some okay, some decent song. If if you took the last like seven Weezer records, you could put together a pretty good record. I was about to say I, I could probably make a pretty fucking killer like later era. Yeah. Spotify playlist. Yeah, just put hash pipe but on 10 that's times. About it. Fucking hate that song. It's bum, so bum, bad. Bum, 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 bum. It's, dude, it's like, hey, you want to, let's, hey, I, I, I remember the first riff I ever wrote on guitar. You guys want to make a song about it? Yeah, absolutely. Bum, bum. No problem. Um, cool. What's what's next? Oh boy, rockabilia.com. So you've heard me talk about them in the past couple episodes, but rockabilia is your literal best place for merch on the web. And what I'm giving you right now is 15% off. So use this code PC 100. That's the number words or less that equals 15% off. And it basically, there are amazing things about rockabilia that I want to let you know about. For one, every design is licensed by the band. So they're getting paid the royalties. It's essentially, buy it's like buying a shirt at a show except there's you know a little more intricacies behind it because uh, you know you get it shipped to you straight at home they have over 500,000 different items from bands as wide variety genre as like you know you got your mastodons you got your newfound glories it, trust me you will find something you like here i've ordered stuff from them Shipping's great. Customer service is great. I can't say enough good things about Rockabilia. So go to rockabilia.com, use the code PC 100 words or less, which is obviously the name of the show, and you will enjoy 15% off. Okay? Please. Rockabilia is the best place to buy merch online. Don't be fooled by all these ridiculous bootleg companies that, frankly, just don't pay bands. And that's the worst thing ever. So you need to go to Rockabilia. Okay? 15% off. Enjoy. All right, now the show. My number three, because Joey threw it to me, uh, uh, is yeah. is uh, Julian Baker. Turn out the lights. Um, I know. Turn whatever out, name. Turn out the bright lights. Yeah, yeah. Turn out the bright lights. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, you encapsulated it perfectly. I mean, the the record is just more. Um, 
she can obviously has more time, more ability to, uh, you know, find her voice, more ability to be able to understand the power in her vocals and obviously the restraint that she has. So it's just, yeah, she's just able to be more of an adult on the record just because she's got more time and she has more ability. So, um, the record's unbelievable. And it's, it was one of those things too, where it didn't hit me in the same way that, uh, the Mount Erie record did, but there, you know, this, again, this isn't something you're gonna be like, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna toss this on the way to work. It's like, no, you gotta like sit down and listen to the whole record. You can't just pop it in for 10 minutes and then, then put it off. So, but the record's, yeah, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a record that should come on on shuffle. <laughs> Totally. Don't put it on yeah. your, on your party playlist, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I made, like, best of 2017 playlist that had, like, 15 or so records on it, and I would just listen to it on shuffle, and, like, those would come up and be like, oh, that's kind of killing the vibe a little. <laughs> <laughs> totally, and yeah. That way, but just, you know. No. I, feel like she, I feel like she would love that comp. I feel like she'd take that as a compliment. <laughs> I mean, it is a compliment. Like, it's a, yeah. you know. You can't just well, yeah. You can't listen to it devoid of the way that it's meant to be listened to, which is like as a yeah, record yeah. and yeah. So yeah, totally. What do you? What's your number three, Jeremy? Uh, number three, the Nationals, Sleep Well Beast. Uh, um, there was. I agree. It. Uh, I I agree with everything you guys said. Where uh, it, I'll use an analogy that was used uh, when talking about the Converge record recently, which is. Um, to critique this is like critiquing a Coen Brothers movie where you're like, I mean, it's still fucking great. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's better, like great, it's better than it's like, most. It's better than most things. That's why it's like my number three. It's like, like I, I can listen to it and enjoy it, That's but I can tell you right now why it immediately didn't floor me, which was, uh, their choice of, uh, fucking hold on one second. Um, I'm going to pull it up real quick to make sure I'm not speaking out of school. Um, sorry for this. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So to have, I feel like to have track three, the walk it back really kind of took me out of the record. Cause I re- that song is strange to me. Like it, like it's definitely my least favorite song on the track on the, sorry, on the record where it like kind of meanders and kind of goes in a lot of different ways. And it kind of sounds like three different songs almost. Um, and it doesn't have like hooks or whatever. Not that like it should have hooks, but just for a track three, I feel like track three is when you either need to like push the record or bring it down. If you've been going high, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. like you need, you need to, uh, especially for people who, you know, this, because obviously the national keeps growing in popularity. So it's like, if, yeah. if this is the first national record that people are hearing, like you really want to make it, well, you want to, you want to like, yeah, like build and build. And that song to me either sounds like a song that should just not have made the record or like the last song on the record. To Jeremy's point, don't swallow the cap is number three on trouble. Will find me. And that is maybe the best, my favorite national song. Like that song is catchy. It has yeah. everything I want in a song. Totally. And, you know, yeah. Well, I, I like, and, I, I also like the word, the word catchy with the national. Like, you know, when you say that, like it, they're catchy in their own way. And that's why I love, that's totally. what's so beautiful about this band where the, the songs that are catchy on this record aren't like, there's no way you could play it for somebody else and be like, Hey, this is catchy. They'd be like, what the hell about this is catchy. Right. Totally. I think, this, I think there's songs on trouble find me that are like legit catchy. Like, Oh, yeah. Like 
not like you know bass. But like, like that being, I feel like there's really hooks on this record. I mean, the song, the the song "Day I Die" is like massive, catchy hook, big hook. You know what I'm saying? "Day I Die," uh, the system only dreams in total darkness is hooky. Um, guilty party is flat, as sad as it is. Like you know that can be in my head all day. Um, but uh, yeah, and also there's just songs on the record that like kind of are very reminiscent of one another towards the second, towards the B side. Like the more quieter songs, kind of like are interchangeable a little bit. Um, they don't stand out on their own as much, but, um, but then turtleneck happens and I'm like, yo, I'm fucking having a great time. That's yeah. song is bizarre. And I, the lyrics are funny in a way. Um, but yeah, uh, the record's awesome, but that's why it's number three and not number one. Yeah. But, but let, it's on all of our lists. So you should listen to it. Dum dums. So yeah, if you don't like, exactly. the, if, the, if you don't like the national, you shouldn't even listen to this podcast. So see you later. Exactly. <laughs> um, you're because yeah we all, i think we all shared our number three so now you're on your number yep. two uh my number two uh i feel like if this was us doing lists back in the day um this might be considered a cheating maybe not as cheating in the way of 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 like putting a compilation record or something like that on here but cheating in the way where it's just a little off brand but um the replacements live at maxwell's 1986 oh interesting hmm throwing a live record on there why not because because I don't think it's been done before. This is the first time in the history of lists uh, there was some thorough live record uh, on there. The thought would even cross my mind. I respect it. It's a bold move. It is it's a bold move. I agree. Um, I mean, that's like straight. Up, uh, that's like straight up putting like a re-release. <laughs> like, yeah, right. It's maybe it's, not as extreme. Right. So uh, the the replacements were were known for being seriously like just the sloppiest mess of a band but it was so charming and this record this record like fully gets that like it shows that like though it's probably drunk and as messy as they are on this record like they're still really fucking good at their instruments like kind of like the way no effects is where they're like it makes no sense that those that those people are that talented where you're just like you guys are degenerates how are you possibly this good at songwriting and singing um but yeah like there's uh, a thing I, I was talking to a friend about recently is like uh, throughout the whole record, I don't. You can tell that maybe it was a joke backstage with the guys in the band or something. But throughout the whole record, one of them just keeps yelling "murder" in the middle of songs, and it's you can tell that that the audience doesn't get it, but they think it's super funny and they do it at the most inappropriate times. And uh, like Paul Westberg, like hardly remembers the lyrics. Like they play songs like way way simplified or whatever but it has 29 songs on it and it's just the it's like the best of from their best era between like uh 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 please to meet me tim uh let it be and uh yeah it's just it's fucking awesome like track four they start playing fox on the run but then just like don't and like stop in the chorus and they're like hardly singing the words, but it's just like, why would you have started doing that? I don't know, but it's really charming. And I don't know how, how much you guys really care for the replacements, but it's, it's a really fun lesson. The replacements are a band. Who, I've, I'm always like, I should get into the replacements. They're like my new bell and Sebastian. Sure. And, uh, I watched them at riot fest and was like, this is really good. And then I'll hear songs like, this is really good, but I have not yeah. like, I'm going to make you a killer, killer playlist that I hope you listen to. How about that? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that's I mean, the, that's the best for bands. I mean, I, yeah, I I got into the replacements when I read. Uh, I think it was their chapter in that uh, you know this band could be your life or whatever by Michael Azrod. <laughs> great great book if you haven't read it. Um, but yeah, they that's the best thing. Like what you're talking about right there in regards to going to a person who likes a particular band that has a massive catalog and be like, dude, pick me 15 songs because like, I just did that with like they might be giants recently and someone like someone just. You know, because they have like nine hundred and seventy-five thousand songs, and so it's like I'm like, where do I even begin? And someone's like, here, yeah. here's twenty songs. I'm like, oh, I get it, I get it. Yeah, I I feel like you should send me that playlist because they're one of those bands that I've never given a shot to because of that. But I know there's people that are fanatics. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll share the playlist. My boss put it together. That's that's what we talk about. Okay. You know, you should be talking about like selling podcast ads. Where we're just like, yo, what what about they might be giants? What do you got up there? Um, cool. So now I pick one of you for number two, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Joey. Um, I kind of cheated. Not going to lie. Okay. Um, I guess you could call it number two. I'm calling it one B. Cause okay. I, I'm like, it could be my number one, but yeah. it's like neck and neck. So whatever. Uh, and it's Julian Baker. Um, I'm, uh, I'm glad I can put a Julian Baker record on my list. Cause I, <laughs> I was leaving before, um, but you know, I think this. I'm you know fairly uh, connected to the Julian Baker world. Read biased. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, this record's great. I mean, I it doesn't have the same connection to me as Sprained Ankle. I think for obvious reasons, but I love this record. I think it shows like her talent and where she's able to go and where she will go and. Um, yeah, I think the song, everything that helps you sleep is incredible and maybe my favorite song by her. Um, yeah, I love it. Um, awesome. I'm yeah, it's super good. It's super fucking good. It's just be, it's just beautiful. And I know that's an adjective that means nothing when you're describing music, but it's beautiful. It is truly. Yeah. My number two record. And this, this, I could actually, uh, I, I was having, I was, up until this afternoon, I kept listening to my number one, number two, being like, I don't know. I don't know. So this could be very similar yeah. to what you're talking about, 1A and 1B. Um, the Menzinger's record, After the Party. This thing came out, yeah, this thing came out in February. I've, I've, Menzinger's were always a band that was like, they're cool. Like, they, they, they do well with what they do. But this record hit me in the way that, like, you know, when the Gaslight Anthem put out the 59 sound, where it was just like, God damn, like, I mean, it wasn't like, um, you know, I mean, the Menzingers clearly have more records than the Gaslight Anthem did when they released 59 Sound. But it was just that so easy to listen to, yet emotionally relevant, because basically they're just writing about being an aging punk band. They're just like, I don't know. Like, this is where we're at right now. Uh, we're old in relative terms. Um, what And that's like, you know, after the party, that's the whole analogy where it's just like, yeah, after this whole thing kind of like passes us by, like, what do we do? Um, and just having those two, having that message connect and then having the fact that I think they were just writing their most mature and best music. Uh, that's why I was just like, God, this record is great. And, uh, watching them play the songs live was spectacular. song with the glass house. Um, and it's just cool. Cause I think that band is now at like a different level than what they used to be. Like they're respected in different circles now. So, um, yeah, it's cool, they, man. They just toured with the offspring and sublime with Rome, which is that cool. blue. It blew my mind. I, I almost I think they, good for them. I think they yeah, play, very good for them. I think they played somewhat close to me, and our mutual friend Felicia 
I was just like, do you want to go see them? I was just like, I don't want to see them in that environment. That's, 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 that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh man. But yeah. So. I, I, I didn't get this. I, I genuinely love that band. I got the tour with them many years ago and they're the best people. Um, it started an entire joke with our, within our band, uh, which is a really mean joke about, uh, putting a member, put, putting someone on the spot, asking who their favorite member of a band is, uh, <laughs> And it's like a really mean joke that's gone forever. But it started with, hey, who's your favorite singer? And uh, it's it's impossible to decide. Between them and pianos, it's like impossible to decide who could be your favorite member because they're all charming people. Um, But yeah, uh, I haven't got a chance to, I I genuinely, it came out and I got it with a stack of other stuff from like Epitaph and I I didn't give it the shot it, it deserves. I will now that you've praised it this high. Yeah, it's it to be it's like their their total career defining record where it's just like now everything they put out before this was cool, but now it's going to be even more exciting to see where they go from here. So, um, I have, I have like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. This is our last. It's our last. Okay. So yeah, we're number cool. uh, my number one record of the year is Paul Bearer, Heartless. So this is a band that is from Little Rock, Arkansas, Doom band. Uh, this is their second record, I want to say, second full length on Profound Lore. You know, I mean, it sold a lot of copies. Like, you know, one of those bands that is have, a, a, you know, ellipsed over to the whole Pitchfork, you know, being a credible heavy band in that world. Um, and I just listened to this record so damn much, too. It's, you know, the, the vocalist can actually sing. He just doesn't, obviously, just doesn't scream. Um, and the music is so, I mean, they're talking like, you know, six to ten minute long songs. Um, I think it's like a seven song full length. They just kill it. And the fact they're from little rock is like, dude, you're a band from <laughs> rock that you've made it out and like done stuff. Like that's incredible. Respect. Total, yeah, good total, for them. total respect. That's them at the Roxy. I want to say two years ago. And it was just, just, just crushing, but they also know like dynamics. They're not just like, we just want to be the fucking heaviest thing ever. It's just like, no, we know how to like ease off on the pedal. And yeah, it's just great. I love the band. So Paul bear, heartless way to go guys. Good record. Uh, how about uh, Jeremy? What do you got? What's your number one? My number one is Connor Robert's Salutations. No surprise there. Which, yeah, oh. which, uh, which, which seems a little, a little, you know, because we had Rumination last year, which is um, mostly this record, uh, but now it's played with a full band, which I feel kind of gives it a whole nother vibe. Anyway, um, I listen to this thing constantly between. Ruminations and salutations. Uh, I probably listen to each one of them every other day, if not every day. Uh, yeah, driving anything. It's just always going to be a Connor fanatic. Um, the lyrics are wonderful. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't really know what to say other than just like I. I'm always going to go back to him, um, whether it's through Bright Eyes or through uh, his solo stuff, and um, always going to be a favorite songwriter. And he just continues to blow me away so there you go he knows what he's doing man he knows what he's doing i, I didn't like it as much as ruminations it made my uh honorable list. but yeah yeah um yeah cool what's your number one joey joey what's your number one close uh, it off close it off uh my number one is alex Leahy. i love you like a brother wow I have no idea what that is. Uh, she is from Australia. The record came out. This is actually two years in a row where my number one record is a band from Australia. Uh, With the female vocalist. No, last year I was. Know, just um, uh, she's from Australia. Record came out in Dead Oceans over here. And it's 
you know, if I feel like in a different world, it would be like almost like a pop punk record, but it just has this like indie cred where like this like indie sensibility where she's able to just kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's super fucking good. It's super catchy. It's just fun. And it was one of those records. I was like, Oh, this is great. Like I really liked it. And she played here about a month ago and it was the best show I've been to all year. And I was like, this is my number one record. Like, it was awesome. Recency bias. Recency bias. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like if I hadn't seen her, it would have made my list, but it probably would be my number one. But it made me like go back and, see, you know, hear the songs. I did because like the first half of the record is was just it's like a before that was like a perfect like five songs. And then I was like, oh, the last half is good. But seeing those songs live, like totally changed them for me. And I love it. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Awesome. Sick. Well, way to go, guys. We did it again. Yay. 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 (laughs) So that was the year-end episode. Yay. Way to go, everybody. So hopefully, like I said, you found a few records that you might have missed or reminded you or whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, this is is the Bible. This is actually scientifically – no, just kidding. (laughs) This is – yeah, this is obviously our opinions and, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But um, yeah, I love lists and this is a fun episode. So – Thanks to uh, everyone for listening, and I will be back next week with uh, another great episode uh, where I have my friend Donnie Phillips. He is a a graphic designer and also played in a hardcore band called The Warriors. And um, yeah, that's what's happening next week. So until then, please be safe, everybody. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.